0: Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposefully Living, where your passion meets God's purpose. I believe God created you for a purpose. So why not purposefully live every day of your life by embracing your uniqueness and walking in the fullness of who Christ created you to be. Good morning. Good morning. It is Mindset Monday. I am Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposefully Living. Listen, I am so excited. Can y'all believe it? It is a brand new day, a brand new week, a brand new month. April is here. We're going to blink and it's going to be halfway through the year. Listen, I'm excited. I'm here. Um, those of you that are watching me, I'm, I'm giving you a smile. Those of you that are listening to me, I hope you can feel through the virtual airways um, the love that I'm sending you. I am so excited today to encourage you in the word of God. And so as you already know, but I'm still going to say it, Mindset Monday is simply that it is my opportunity to get you fit, to get you fit, First in the spiritual, then in the natural, right? Inside out. And Get Fit simply is getting focused, intentional, and tenacious because I believe it's God first, goal second. Listen, I want you focused. I want us to, through I Pray Mindset Monday, you are beginning to elevate, elevate God's word to the forefront of your life, your marriage, your parenting, your job, just understanding that God's word is is everything. It is our source of strength, our life. Um, and then guess what? When we're reading His word, we got to do it, right? We must be intentional. That's where, um, the I comes in and in getting fit, right? Because we're not going to be just hearers of the word. We're going to be doers. And then T, come on, tenacious. We all know it, and just in just practical, um, in practical uh, I can't think of the word that I want to use, but practically anytime you set a goal, what do you do? You need to plan for what can go wrong, right? We, um, when we're planning or launching anything, we want to take in consideration. Okay. Now, you know, we put these things in these measures and all we've done this work, but if, right. And so in other words, tenacious is saying, we are going to come on, we're going to not give up. We're not going to quit. We're too close. We're not going to get weary and well-doing. We're not going to jump out of the race, but y'all, we're going to stay at it, right? And so Mindset Monday to me is so important because it's not just about starting a week off, right? But it's understanding that it's going to take a mindset to do whatever God has called you to do. But the good thing is he's already equipped us, right? And so we must not just read this word, but believe it. We must believe the word of God. Let me say it one more time. We must believe the word of God. So Mindset Monday's anchor scripture is let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That doesn't come naturally. We don't wake up you know, thinking like Jesus, right? But Let's just be honest. But through the word of God, as Romans reminds us, Romans 12, as we renew our mind daily in the word of God, as we lay our life down before him, as we surrender all and say, God, not my will, but your will, then we will, as we allow the word of God to wash us, the water of the word to wash us, guess what? We begin to trade our thoughts for his thoughts and and our eyes that we want, not just our vision, but his vision and his word becomes alive and powerful, not just on the page to read, but it becomes, we began to be living um, epistles in the earth of this word. We are walking testimonies of God's grace, of his mercy, of his miraculous healing power, his mind regulating power, like listen, his delivering power, right? And so that's why mindset Monday is so important. So I'm going to jump right in. Just a short review. Um, I changed the name. And I'm going to get there. Just stay with me. I know you like, girl, now you gave us a series and you changed your name. I did. And you know, I got a backstory to it. So we're going to get there. But um, if you've been in the series, right, I'll go ahead and tell you. It, the series is called It Was. You Are Rich. It is You Are Wealthy. I'm going to tell you why. But Um, you know that I told you last week, we're aiming. I've been talking about aiming and the way the Lord gave me to encourage you to aim is to give you the synonyms of aim. And so we left off last week and I just want to do a quick review of some of, um, the synonyms. We're going to get to that, but I just want to remind you as we are now getting where we left off last week, we're on focus, which is great. Isn't God good? I kept telling y'all, I said, we're not going to rush through this. And then look, we on a brand new year and what better um, sending them to land on focus, right? We wanna focus, we wanna elevate God's word to the forefront of our lives. And so um, I reminded you last week, can you see? Remember that vision is essential to everything we do in life. We need to see the drive, we need to see the to cook, we wanna read, right? You may not have vision, problems, but you may have to put them specs in, right? And so vision is so important. We want to see, but you know, I'm not just talking naturally. I'm talking more so spiritually. And Paul prays specifically for this. And I want to read it. He talks about the eyes of our understanding would be open, right? And so with that, um, until our spiritual eyes are open, we cannot see The how wealthy we are, the provision and the protection that is already there. Remember, I talked about last week, everything that God is going to do, it's already done. Hear me. You're standing in a finished work. You are a finished work. Now, you got to catch up. When you were born, you were finished. I know that's like, what? Psalms 139. Read it. And it talks about in verse 16 that all your days were recorded. Um, One version says planned, lived before you had even lived. one. And so when you understand you are a finished work, now the work is to say, okay, now, God, who am I? Right, like what did you put in me? Okay, Lord, what what is the purpose that you have in this day, in this marriage, in my parenting, these gifts that you gave me? Right, and so we want our eyes to be spiritually open, and this is what Paul is talking about, okay? So that number one, we can see ourselves through the lens of God's word because we don't know who we are if our identity is not attached to Christ. Then we can't go out and, and change an impact. You can, but you may be making the wrong impact, right? And so so we want our spiritual eyes open. It's nothing like thinking you can see and you can't. And from someone I've struggled and still am dealing with some eye issues. Um, it was part of one of the side effects of my my daughter's birth and my vision dropped drastically. And I've been struggling a little bit. Um, I Listen, y'all already know if you've been following me, what did I tell y'all? I'm going to be on here testifying that the Lord has healed my eyes, but I understand what it's like, and sometimes I tell my husband, like, is that saying such and such? Because I can't see that far, or I can't, and it can be pretty close, right? And so it's nothing like, nah, babe, that's a da-da-da, and you you really think, you like, nah, I know that's a (laughs) B. It ain't a B. But what I'm saying is, think about that spiritually, to think you see, oh God, and you can't, right? How great is that darkness? So Paul um, praise in Ephesians 1 and 18, New Living Translation. It says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded, hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called His holy people who are His rich and glorious inheritance. Now, think about that. He said, I pray that your hearts, and remember, I talked about how important the heart is because as the word of God reminds us, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That heart is so important, right? Everything comes from the core. Um, I'm not going to go there. Y'all know fitness. I can almost go there when I think about core. But seriously, everything, you can say, I'm going to have the mind of Christ. I can do the miracles, all the things. Mm -mm. Your heart, it starts with what's in your heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? And I believe the Amplified says in behavior. So you can't do and act out what you don't believe. What? Ha- so our heart is important. And Paul says, I pray that your heart would be flooded with light so you can understand the confident hope, the confident expectation to those he has called, his holy people who are rich, and glorious inheritance so don't get me wrong rich is not a bad word i just want to take it a a little bit further okay so let's go ahead and jump into that wealthy versus rich i was reading a different translation and this blessed me and the lord holy spirit just started illuminating and so just bear with me a little bit okay i want to change it and i want to tell you why the the lord had me to change it rich is not bad nothing wrong with being rich but wealthy versus rich In another translation, it says this, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. We are the wealth. Now, listen, why wealth? Why am I changing it? Just practically, when I started When the Holy Spirit was nudging me, I said, ooh. And it was like, do you want to be wealthy or rich? And I was like, mm Now, mind you, like I said, rich. We are riches in the Bible. Nothing wrong with rich. But hear me the Holy Spirit started stirring up in me. And here's the thing, a wealthy person, right? Let's just, why wealthy why wealthy versus rich? A wealthy person typically has a significant net worth, okay? A rich person can have a lot of money. They can have a high annual income, but guess what? They can have a lot of debt with that. So being rich and simple can mean having a lot of money, but yet debt. But because you are rich does not mean you are wealthy, okay? Being wealthy means having enough money to not only meet your needs, but not even having to work. That part. Come on, y'all. Now, when you are wealthy, most times you have a lot of assets. You have a significant net worth. When you think of somebody wealthy, it's not just they got a bunch of cash. It's not a bunch of money. They just have a high salary. It's not for wealthy people. It's not about acquiring the things, another car, but wealthy people build. They don't just own. They understand the power of collaboration. They understand legacy. They don't just live for the moment. It's not about all the money, right? They're building beyond them. They're already, the the grandchildren got homes reserved. They already have schools in reserve. Their names are on things. Understand what I'm saying. We elevating. Come on. This is what Holy Spirit was saying to me. So wealthy people basically acquire things that will outlast them. They not in the moment. They way ahead, right? They understand the power of diversity. What am I talking about? Diversifying their money. They don't just want a lot of cash. No, that's not where they stop. They're looking at real estate, investment, investment cash financial stability so when we think about building wealth it's not about owning things or possessions now i know you like trace we we, this is a financial lesson no the reason i said i wanted to change it as holy spirit was really just and listen that ignited me for my house i said oh we man job when we do our quarterly meet we talking about this because when you think about wealth it's beyond you hear me Think about that spiritually, and so it's not just living for me, right? It's not a bunch of cash. Oh, I'm rich. I got all of this, but then you have debt. You we've seen it on TV. People that acquire millions, and then next thing, I'm just saying, two years later, you find out they they um uh, they in debt or they need help, and you like, okay, you got two point nine million. You you didn't think to pay off one house one car? Nothing like, I don't understand, right? So it's not just about having money, but wealth thinks beyond. Come on, go with me spiritually. We are wealthy. When we think about our spiritual, go back to what we started in this series with Ephesians. He said that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. That is not cash. We have favor. We have protection. Goodness and mercy is following you. We have ministering angels. We have angelic support that is fighting for us. That is Protecting us that we have um Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father. We have God the Father who is everywhere. Come on, when we think of all our heavenly blessing, you have all you have more than just money. We have people that are waiting for us. God is already, y'all. When you really begin to think about it, we're wealthy. We ain't just rich. Hence why I changed it. So I want us to think, and and, I'm going to tell you, when you start thinking wealthy, it should make you personally want to come up and say, hold on. I don't just want no bunch of money. I, I want to put my, I want my business name on something. I want my parents, I want legacy, right? Legacy is not you. Legacy goes beyond you. And so we want to live a, leave a legacy of righteousness first, right? Spiritually that when they say one thing about Latrice, I want my grandchildren and their children to say, listen, find in mindset Monday, finding books. If they, you know, if the Lord ain't come back. But I'm just saying, leaving a legacy of wealth beyond just some cash, some bonds. No, 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 no. But that they would know things were set in place to to push the gospel for. Maybe the 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 business and the university that I'm building is gonna push the gospel for. And my daughter's daughter will be saying, "Listen, Mom, put this so that we could clothe the um." clothe the cloveless and feed the hungry and do, not just gave them a, a Lamborghini or gave them a house, but no, I want to set them up, but I want to think, set my th- set my um, vision on above, right? So I hope that makes sense. So we talked about the definition of aim, which is a purpose and attention of a desire income, right? Outcome, I'm sorry. The attention of achieving something to point or direct that weapon. So when we aiming. Like, and I gave the example of my brother. He shoot the kill. Listen, when you run into Mr. EJ, don't. Y'all, don't. I, I would love to tell y'all a story It was so funny where well, I tell a little piece of it. He told us about, he was coming down to visit us. And, um, you know, he, listen, he's FBI, so he knows. And um, he was pumping gas, and so anyway... They, to make a long story short, he noticed the mannerisms of the person um, coming up. He was putting some air in his tire. And so anyway, the guy was getting ready to rob him. He saw him. He The guy tried to ask him a couple questions, kept trying to get him to move so that he could come behind him. And so, you know, some things went down and he knew. But my brother had us rolling because you have to know my brother. Number one, as I told you, sharpshooter award. Uh, you know, like he don't come to play. He literally teach. He has his own gun business. He teaches you how to use um, weapons, you know, safely and all of that, right? <laughs> he said, while the man talking, his gun was right here. He said, my hand was on it. I said, Lord, he don't, the man don't know. He, blessed be the Lord that you went on that day. Cause you was messing with the wrong one. We were like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like the Lord saved your life. He said, he kept trying and my hand was right there. And I was like, bro, come cross it with some foolishness, right? <laughs> I say, Oh God, but listen, so, but my point in that is, listen, we, we want to aim, but let's think about that spiritually, right? What is God calling us to do? And so we want to live a life that honors him, right? God's word is the framework for us successfully living for us to whatever that goal is, whatever that aim is, whatever God has called us to do. So I don't want to go too into it. Listen to the last one. We left off on focus. Um, I gave you some synonyms of aim. We talked about point, direct, train, um, what it means to train, see, the importance of seeing. I just talked about that and focus, right? Now we're on focus and we left off on Colossians. We're going to set our minds and keep them on those things that are above right and so what perfect Listen, we're right here as we're starting the month. And I'm saying, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. We have to focus the things that we, uh, that God is putting us to do, whatever that looks like. Um, Maybe like me, you're homeschooling or writing or the book or just, you know, you're faithfully praying. You're standing in the gap, whatever it is. We want to focus. And so our next scripture for focus. And I told y'all, this is one I was deep. I was deep diving. Y'all know, get fit focus that's the l so this one i really wanted to take some time on proverbs 4 25 through 27 says let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you ponder the path of your feet then all your ways be sure do not swerve to the right or to the left turn your foot away from evil come on April, May, June, July, all the way through. Listen, your life, okay? We want to look forward. We want. We do not want to allow ourselves to be sidetracked for even a moment to take the detour that leads to darkness, that leads to sin, that leads to evil. Come on, y'all. We are in the last days. We don't want to be those ones. You done ran with the Lord all your life and then you backslide at the end? Who go I, I'm a runner. I, I'm a marathoner. I've run like six half marathons. I don't even know how many 5Ks. Like, I love running. Who get the 24 point, I'm just saying, you like less than two miles away and turn around. Just say, no, nah, I'm going to walk back. To-. Who, that don't even, look, that ain't even sound mine, right? It's, come on. We have been, those of us that are believers and we gave our life to the Lord, we have to stay focused. We we're have time to look to the right or the left. Come on. Look, we got to make it to the end. Stay in the race. Drink you some water. Come on. Because you're going to get fatigued. The mileage is for real. Get you some water. The water of the word. Wash yourself. Renew your mind. Throw off everything. Like there's sometimes I when I'm running long distance, I I'd always have to have on my light clothes. But sometimes during the race, you start, if you, you know, in the cold season i mean i took that thing off and wrapped it around me i don't need nothing holding me down because i need my pace right come on what's hindering you we got to throw off that thing throw off sin throw off those wrong relationships throw off whatever you looking at come on we have to focus okay we cannot we have to ignore all slideshow of distractions and that's even good things sometimes you got to let your friends know this is a different season for me god has told me to birth this book the lord has told me to do something i can't you I'm gonna you the phone gonna be on do not disturb come on we have to focus to even birth what God has told us to birth okay so I love um first Timothy 4 and 16 it says keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you Come on, you don't want to be standing in the way of a sinner. You are if you are mimicking, you in your job, all the things. I know that's right, the Lord. And then they see you at the club. You you the one sleeping with the president. You don't come on. No, 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 no. We got to be mindful of everything that we do. Paul reminds us, and I don't want to get too far ahead, Liz, We didn't even got out of chapter one yet. But in chapter four, one of my favorite in the amplified version, verse one, he reminds us to live a life worthy of the call. And he starts telling us things, integrity and care, moral integrity, like, come on, we have to allow And, and to be careful of y'all, how we live even in front of others as believers, because you are going to be held accountable for those friendships and those relationships that you're standing in the way. Okay. Focus. Another scripture I love is, this is the message version. First Timothy four, 15 through 16. It says, cultivate these things, immerse yourself in them. Immerse yourself in them. The people will all see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear you will experience salvation. Okay? So we want to immerse ourselves in the word of God. This one I love. This is a different focus. Remember, I told you I'm going to take your time. If it's a part three, it's a part three. I'm talking about synonyms of aim. Remember, we want to aim God. Okay. We know we are positioned. I talked about in Ephesians one. We just got through saying we are wealthy. We have been given every to have every spiritual blessing, all spiritual blessings, right? In heavenly realm. And it is going to be through the process of faith and 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 process itself that we allow what is done in heaven to be done on earth, right? As we walk in our authority, we are seated in heavenly places. We are positioned. We are at the right hand. Remember, I said we have dual citizenship, right? We are seated in heavenly places, but we are doing what? We are actually maneuvering down here. That's not the word I want to use, but we are... Um, can't think of my word right now, I just slipped my mind. But in other words, we're working down here. We seated up here. We have to we on this asphalt. We have to do some stuff, right? We have dual citizenship. We are not of this world. So we have to set us. Listen we get our running orders from up here. We got to set our mind on above. We ain't looking at these things. And then we go down and carry out our walking orders. From the word of God right. Why am I saying that. So then that's our aim. We got the aim to number one live right. This is what these synonyms are te- reminding us. They're telling us what our aim is. And then I'm going to get to our core scripture. And so we must Focus. But here's a different focus. In Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, it says, focus, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Y'all hear me. Focus. For some of us, the focus is forgiveness. For some of us, we got to forget the former things. We have to forget those the things, the people that have hurt us. We have to forget our own, forgive our own self, the mistakes we've made. Come on, we have to aim. You cannot go forward and do what God has called you to do, and 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 um, write the book and be the blessing and and the good things that He's planned, y'all. Like everything that God is all, is going to do for us, he's already done. I want to keep saying that, but we have to know it's not about us. Mindset Monday is not about me. I don't take this lightly. I do not. If it's one person I reach, one is a million to God. He's after the one. Jesus went after the one. And so when we understand whatever he's called us to do, y'all, we want to take it seriously. But for some of us, we can't move forward because we're stuck. We're stuck in unforgiveness. We're hurt. We keep thinking about our past and what happened. Listen, the word of God says, don't dwell on it. And so this is a different focus, a focus to forget. Uh, My mind will not wander out of the presence of God. And I'm telling you where I'm lived. I've been through some things. I've been hurt. I've went through some hard stuff. And every day, sometimes it is really hard to just forget. But I tell myself, uh, you want somebody to forget some of the stuff you did, don't you? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we got to just remember when we want to, you know, woe is me a little bit and pacify it. And listen, please don't get me wrong. It hurt, right? But sometimes we got to think about how we hurt others. And he forgave us. And so we must forgive. And so the scripture is reminding us too. Look, I'm doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? You can't drive forward looking back. Like crash is coming. Try it in your good, nice Genesis, your, your nice Lexus. Try driving forward, looking back. You like, uh-uh, right? So come on. The same way you would want to preserve that car, preserve you. And say no. What happened, happened. Thank you, God. We got to say like Marvin Sapp, thank you for it all. Because it all is working for our good. It's building something in us. Some of the things I went through, I didn't deserve. It was awful. It, it was awful. Okay, but here's the thing in the midst of that, I saw some things in me that was awful and so even in those hard times God allowed me to grow he allowed to get some stuff out of me he's always doing more than one thing so that thing that came to break you come on tell God thank you for it because it allowed you to see it allowed you to make choices in your friendships in your relationship it took you and your spouse to a different place it caused you to come up in your thinking so we have to focus to forget Forget that focus, okay? And I love 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith and be strong in your faith and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering um, you are. I kept saying, be strong in your faith because y'all, that's what it's going to take. We got to focus. Forget what's behind you. And I'm talking about yesterday. I even for some of us, I ain't talking about the thing for three years. Yesterday, you may have to forget yesterday. Yeah, they said it. Forgive the husband. Yeah, they said it. Forgive the coworker. Come on. We got to move forward because that thing is coming to, it's the enemy. He is coming to sidetrack you. He's coming. Come on. Even that, our mind, we want the mind of Christ. And when we think about all that he went through for us, yes, we're going to go through some things. Yes, we're going to be hurt. These people are not perfect. Your husband is not perfect. Your wife is not perfect. Your friend is not perfect. They, they, they gonna hurt you and sometimes hurt people, hurt people right and so we got to learn to forgive just like we at some point needed forgiveness okay so we have to focus and know that the enemy is coming too i keep saying as believers we are minimizing stealing for some of us no you know what i'm just saying i ain't going to jump in somebody's bed like don't come to me tell my girl you want all of this no no i don't no that that's not gonna be that ain't my that ain't gonna be my uh that ain't where i'm shaking okay at all, right? But he wants to steal. He wants to oppress us and discourage us. He wants to steal our joy. He wants to steal. He know he can't touch your inheritance, but if he can make you forfeit it, Come on, he wants to make you doubt. Did he really say, God told you to write that? You gonna start that book? You, you with the, just GED. Now they over there struggling with the PhD, but you gonna start, come on. He wants to rob your God confidence. He wants, so we have to be careful. The enemy is stepping up his game, y'all. And so I want us to remember to be alert. And this is what I love. I love the message version of this. It says, keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Come on, Wise Mindset Monday. I'm steadily reminding you, y'all get in the word of God. At the end of the day, can I tell you, what? I'm, I didn't read my word in two weeks and I'm going to hell. The Lord don't steal. I didn't say that, but listen, what they just said, the enemy don't take no naps. And I always say that we minimize one of Satan's greatest attributes is his patience. He don't care nothing about you being saved 20 years, 25 years, for. If it take for him to study you for 30 years and when you, great, I've been saved for 30, you you know, you shaking and got, okay. And year 38 is when he know he going to pull the plug. He'll wait 38. So you decide to get comfortable at 32 because you know what your lo- no, 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 no. Every day we must be diligent. We must stay in our word. And it's not about religion, but hungering after things of God. Just like our marriage and our relationships don't stay the same over seasons, right? Um, if you're married, who you marry at? I'm just saying when I got married, I was 26. Like, Our marriage has taken so many turns and we've matured and we've went through so much. We're not the same people. I'm not the same person from last year, from two years ago. What am I saying? Seasons happen, right? And the same in our faith. But well, We should be maturing. We should be getting wiser, not dumber, okay? So we have to get in this word and understand that, yes, you year 15, he wants you to get lax. He wants you to get comfortable. But this is where we stir up even more, dig harder, put our heels in the ground, and really begin to surrender and say, God, in this season, what do you want me to see? Yeah, I've been serving you for 18 years, but God, I wanted you to do a new thing. Refresh me. Renew my mind. What do you want? How do you want me to go forth? and serve. How do you want me to do something different in my ministry? Yes, I taught, but God, what, you know, we had to begin to seek his face. Okay. And so it says, keep your God up. You're not the only one plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us. In Christ, come on, I talked about this week one, in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are. Did y'all notice what it said first? Eternal. Remember I said last week, we got to set our minds. Our minds, we are wealthy, but our wealth is, y'all, you, like like Paul said, this thing has to be revealed to you. You like, but I take the money. No, 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 no. When you understand this stuff here, I'm going to leave. What is this? To the glorious eternal wealth. When I see Jesus. When I get my mansion, listen, I got Mama talk about her crown. That thing be so funny. I, every time she start talking, I start laughing. Can't nobody talk about their crown, robe, and mansion like my Godmother. Okay, she, honey, she know what the pearls, the, the what the Lord gonna do. I be like godmama. She and she would tell you in a minute. She will turn that thing straight on up. Listen, she I, don't nobody. She be like y'all can have this because my mansion, you know. And but I love to hear her talk about that because she always reminds me. Look up we We focused up what what is this? This is nothing compared to glory, and so why am I saying that when we understand that, then it says here that he gets the last word, yes, he does, and that's first Peter five eight through eleven so in closing, I want to keep you focused and stay alert, but this is the last thing. stay with me because I can end it today, okay this for this week here's what I want you to also know. And I already kind of led into it. Mark 13, 32 through 37. Be ready. I talked about that enemy. He's coming, but he has something greater. It says, but as for that day or hour, no one knows it, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, except the father. Watch out and stay alert for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. He left his house and he put his slaves in charge. A to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to stay alert. Stay alert then because you do not know when the owner of the house will return, whether during evening at midnight when the rooster crows or at dawn or else he might find you asleep when he returns suddenly. When I say to you, I say to everyone, stay alert. Y'all, Mark 13 is reminding us that we don't know when Jesus is coming back but we got to live ready. We must enter every day with eternity on our mind, not leveling up, not the next masterclass, not how I'm gonna get all the gains. No, God, I, I thank you for coordinating this meeting. But what you want? I know I'm going to sign the million dollar contract. They saying they want our business and they want to do. But Holy Spirit, show me. Is there anybody there that needs you? That's what I mean, keeping eternity. You understand the assignment. It's just an, an open door for more. But God, what do you want me to see in there? Lord, you you coordinated where somebody said, meet this person or meet that one. Well, I know there ain't no happenstance. So you begin to pray and say, God, before I get to the meeting, what do you want to happen? We must keep eternity on our mind. And when we focus on our faith, and keep Christ at the center, we realize that we do not have time to play, y'all. He is coming back. The signs of the times are all around us. Tornadoes and earthquakes and, I mean, winter's going way beyond. You can just see it all over. Rumors of wars, come on. We don't have time, so write the book. Listen, come on, release the course. Share the good news. Do what God has told. You ain't got time to be scared. There are souls on the other side. That assignment has eternity on it. It ain't about you and do they like your book and do they think it don't matter. It the one person he want to read the book waiting. Come on. So you do it. Now understand he you you don't hold God up. He know how to run his mission right through someone else. But what a privilege to be used. So and hear me, I'm talking to myself. We can't afford to walk in unbelief and doubt it. I don't know if he, he, no, come on. He already said, I've called you, you've chosen, appointed. I've selected you. I purposely planted you. Come on. So we ain't got to do that. No, we going to square our shoulders back. Knees might be knocking. That's reality. We human. But then we going to go to this thing and say, come on, Holy Spirit, go before me. You've already equipped me. This doesn't surprise you. Right. And so we got to do what God is telling us to do because guess what? there is eternity, eternity. Come on. Somebody needs to know Jesus. Okay. So, um, our core scripture, Philippians 3 and 10, I'm sorry, I kind of should have put this at the beginning, it says, my aim this is where I got aim from my aim is to know him to experience the power of his resurrection, to share in his sufferings and to be like him in his death so what is our aim? The core our aim is to know him how do you know him? Through the word of God you're going to have to get in his word, I say all the time you can't serve God and be lazy, if you want to just, yeah, I'm going to do it. Look, nah, you, like, I mean, you can make it to heaven. I ain't saying, but, you know, like, I don't know how much struggle you want to go. No, come on. Why go? Why are you going to just settle? Come on, dig in the word, develop your relationship, immerse yourself in the word of God, get hungry, allow it to wash you. We want to know him. It says, experience the power of his resurrection. And that sounds good, but you got to know for something to be resurrected, something must die to experience what he experienced. He went through to resurrect, right? So it, what is the it that needs to be resurrected? It must die. You, you might be struggling in your marriage and feel like it's pure. Like, is it dying? But yet coming resurrection. Come on. So there's sometimes we don't want the hardships and the suffering, but that is our aim. Because when we go through these things, y'all it's going to do something in us. And then here's the third thing. It says to share in sufferings and be like him in death. We must know that. Listen, We cannot serve God, serve Christ and don't suffer. And I said that earlier, you got to know it. I talked about it when it said God, um, in Jeremiah 29 and eleven two uh, two weeks ago, when I said God has a plan and in there, Jeremiah was saying, listen, and beware of them false prophets is trying to tell y'all ain't going to be this long. No, you going to be there over 40 70 years yes why we got to be aware you somebody prophesied i tell you right now you ain't gonna never have that well that's not even the word of god we're going to suffer but it's working something in us we want to build up endurance i was just telling sharing with my prayer group how the lord has been having me pray for endurance but i kid you not right after he was laying it on my heart i sat there for a minute and i said lord Oh Jesus. I already know what I'm asking for because to endure something you have to go through something. <laughs> that sounds good. Lord, build up endurance in me and don't don't change that. Just change me. That sounds good, right? He said, "All right. Here comes your trials. <laughs> because to endure, you have to go through." right? But at the end of the day, I want to be who he's called me to be. I want to be, I want to be like Christ and to be like him, we must also suffer. I love this quote. And this is how I want to leave you. It says all our difficulties are only platforms for the manifestations of his grace, power, and love. Think about that. All our difficulties are only platforms. Think about it. Something you stand on. Platforms, not for you, but for his grace, power, and love. So, what am I saying? Come on, aim. This is our aim to know him, to experience the power of his resurrection. But then, y'all, oh Lord, there's three more. So, okay, it's gonna be a part three. Look, I just went through my notes. I was like, wait, I thought I saw a conclusion. (laughs) Look, I done concluded twice my own self. So, okay, we got three more, but we ain't gonna do them today. But, um, I pray that something I said, y'all. I just want to encourage you, aim. Think about that. Think about it naturally. Aim. When you wake up Tuesday, I'm getting up. I'm not just, well, whatever happened. No, what is your aim for the day? God, I want to praise you. I want to keep my mind. I want the word of God to govern my mind. So, how do you do that? How do you aim? To make sure, okay, I'm going to take that one scripture and I'm going to recite it on my lunch. When I'm washing my hands, I'm going to look at my phone and say it again. I'm going to get that thing in my spirit. I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to say it. I'm going to keep worship. Like, how are you going to aim? Come on. We got to remember what I said, the definition of aim is, right? And so we want to make sure that we are really getting in this word of God so that we can do just what Paul was saying. So I prayed that something I said, encourage you. I just want us to remember y'all that with God, we can achieve our goals with God. Listen, we're going to direct that. What We're going to shoot. We're going to aim to shoot and Hit it right down the bullseye. But it's going to take the Holy Spirit. It's going to take the word of God. So there will be a part three. We have three more. Only three more, I promise. But we want to take our time. I told y'all, we might be in Ephesians to, to, to December. I don't know. We're going to see what the Lord say. But I want, I believe this is such a powerful book. It's such a powerful book. We're learning our position. We're learning through Ephesians how to walk. And then we're going to learn how to stand. So just let me tell you. all know I'm going to teach at heart. I, I'm not, um... I'm not excited about just rushing through something. I want you to get it. And I pray it's all making sense. So love you. We'll see you next week. Listen, let's get fit, get focused, intentional, and tenacious, okay? God first, goal second. Have a blessed week. Bye.